0: You know what I mean? I, I like to do a little lemon juice. For anybody listening, I want to learn a little something. I do a little, le- this, is, this is the marinade. I do a little lemon juice, a little salt, Seven a little juice. pepper, a little basil, and this is what's gonna fuck you up. Some brown sugar. You don't even know about that. Just do a thin layer of brown sugar on both sides. Marinate that fish in there like that. I throw it right on the skillet. Oh, do so nice. these niggas right. exist. Like. So now, so now we
1: my name is Keon, aka Mighty DJ.
0: I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. Special thanks for everyone out there joining us on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and YouTube as well. The God of Me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you, Keon, as well. What's going on? How you feeling? Chilling,
1: man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Um, you know, finding I got a lot of time on my hands now, so I'm just trying to fill it up with uh, <laughs> trying to fill it up with things to do. Uh, yes. You know, just trying to stay knowledgeable. Uh, <laughs> you know, wait, waiting for school to start up again in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, getting ready for Christmas. Um, I guess by the time y'all hear this, Christmas will have passed. But you know, I just wrapped a ton of gifts. Um. Gift wrapping is mad tiring. Like it's
0: just. I don't. I don't do. I don't do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. Well. I had, you know. <laughs> my little. My I, little sister wraps my gifts for me. Really. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't wrap wow. gifts. Wow.
1: <laughs> are you are you not good at it, or do you just like the? I'm that on trash.
0: I, it's one of those things. I look at it like I do math. I've always told myself that I was trash at math. Oh. I think. It, I think. I mean, I don't know. My little sister tells me also with math that I should try to look at it as though it's a language because that's the way it is. So if I could sort of conform my mind into thinking that it was that I'm looking at a language and the forming of a language, then I would do much better at it. But as soon as I like just see numbers, I kind of like shut myself off. I don't believe in myself at all. So I just kind of.
1: You know what? I want to ask you about that, because correct me if I'm wrong. I just don't. That's not very Earl-esque of you saying, oh, "Oh, I'm trash at this. And I'm not, I don't care about it, and I don't plan to get better at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it was something that I really, <laughs> if I truly, truly felt like I, not I'd say you don't need, there are, the, math is extremely important. Numbers and the putting together of equations and algorithms is very important. That's the way a lot of this shit even works. But for me, specifically speaking, nah, like I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> You just okay I don't leaving really. that in the dust? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm good. I'm not about to just go and start getting math books now and try to go back into algebra and figure that out. Like I'm, I, I can, I can do enough. I, I can, I can add and subtract. You know, quick math, get money right, and things like that. Right, right, I don't right, right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But anyway, yeah. So just like gift wrapping, I just, I don't know. I never mastered the art of gift wrapping. I never looked up DIYs. I never. Saw someone gift wrap and really pay attention and figure out how to do it. So I just, you know, just like, yeah.
1: Because if right, it was up right, to right. me,
0: and this is something that she hates. If it was up to me, hey, my <laughs> folks would just, just be still... getting, my <laughs> folks is getting raw gifts. <laughs> People are just getting raw gifts, uh, right? You know, and well, I guess you know, it's always it's about the presentation, or it's about the presentation. And I get it, I get it. But at the same time, I don't just be happy that you're getting the gift. I can I can totally
1: yeah. understand that, um, <laughs> but I have people in my life that like that uh, that feeling of that surprising feeling that oh, what is this? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So you know, I, I gotta wrap stuff. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: No. No. I mean, like I said, I get them wrapped. I get them because if it yeah, I I get them wrapped. I just don't. I just don't do the wrapping myself. And it's I mean, I'm much. not.
1: No, I was gonna say, I'm not like, you know, I don't, I'm not the best. Yeah, I'm not, but like, I get them enclosed in the wrapping paper. I fold them on the sides. It comes out looking like a gift. Yeah, it looks (laughs) good. It comes
0: out looking like a gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't come out looking like, you know, a a big ball of, of, of wrapping paper. And that's what mine used to look like. That's why. So, so okay. I actually wanted to talk about this because so many people are super stressed out by the Christmas season, which I think is super fucking funny. Because mm. I felt like the whole ambiance of the holiday season is supposed to alleviate stress and mm. alleviate worry and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's one of our first world problems, like you know, the holiday season bringing on stress. Like oh. I got to buy gifts for someone. And is someone going to get me the right gift? Like, it's just a wild thing to really be stressing about. But... I feel you. We do a Secret Santa in my family. And we've been doing it for many, many years. So, if no one knows what that is. You just pretty much throw a name in a hat. It gets jumbled up. People pick names out. And then you get who you get. And, you know, for the most part, people find out who it is that they had or whatever by the Mm -hmm. end of it. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I mean, one, I get my stuff out of the way pretty easily because it's only one person you got to deal with. So the stress levels down there. And then, two, I get someone else to wrap my gift. So the stress levels down there as well. So I just don't feel like there needs to be any more stress built upon something that's already stressful for a lot of people. That's pretty much what it is. I think I try to take stressful situations for people and try to mitigate the stress as much as I possibly can. That's pretty much that's pretty much what it is.
1: Well, it doesn't it definitely doesn't stress me out. The only time I get stressed is when I'm buying like gifts for my parents, when I'm buying p- gifts for people that don't really <laughs> like things. They don't You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't there's nothing that's like they got to have. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you have to try to find them some neutral ass gift that they can but just But that's also something that causes around. a
0: lot of stress for people. Is that they'll say, hey. oh, yeah, like like a lot of women will say men are the hard, like men are so difficult to shop for because men don't really like give a shit about stuff. And <laughs> if it's not, oh, if it's not shit. a particular, if it's not a particular gadget that like a guy wants, like a video game or a camera or this or that, then they just, they're just up in there. I,
1: do. I just tell people to get me gifts that I would never buy for myself. OK, doesn't mean that they're always expensive or anything like that. It's just something right. that I just kind of like push off and push off. Like I'll get it one day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so it's something
0: that you not, you necessarily need or else you'd go get it.
1: Right. But yeah, it's not, I but it's just
0: something it. that you've kind of been wanting for a while. You've been talking about getting, but you never get around to getting it. Yep. Pretty that much. gift. Yep. Okay. Or something that,
1: something that's an accessory to something that I already have. Oh uh, you know yeah. That
0: helps you. Yeah. Help build it up a little bit more. Yeah. That makes yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. See, we have to have our our secret center listen by Thanksgiving night. Like when we're all having dinner together, that's when our list is supposed to be turned in. Right, so niggas, people have really, ample time. Because people yeah. need it though. People because you know, people will wait to the last minute to get stuff. And you know, it's the Christmas season, so you need time for Amazon to get stuff to you, blah blah blah, right? This is not an Amazon ad. So <laughs> 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 so it's needed. I always end up doing my thinking about two hours before dinner on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people start thinking about stuff and putting stuff on a list like year so, round, like just thinking about things, putting them in their mental back pocket. No, I just start thinking right then, like, okay, what can I do? And that's why you know, because you asked me what I asked for, and you knew at least like two of the items that were yeah, going to be on my, my list.
1: Socks, incense, Candles, shit
0: like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I do know know. A huge part of my life is home, and it's a huge part of all of our lives now.
1: That yeah, everybody's
0: been stuck in the house so much, and you don't realize how much home matters until you just in that motherfucker. <laughs> I've always thought when I started when I started paying rent, I started realizing that one, you start to get a better idea, a better respect of a dollar, right. Mm-hmm. Heating, electric, water bill, like rent, you start to respect a dollar more when you have yeah, to pay for things. Okay. Definitely. And, and right. And then I started thinking, well, home is where I spend a lot of time. I'm not, even when it wasn't quarantine, I, I'm not always out into the mixy life trying to get things. I'm not that dude. Yeah. So I like spending a lot of time at home reading, listening to music, meditation, maybe watching, you know, something on Netflix, whatever the case may be, a lot of time is spent at home. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that that home is is the home that I want to live in, whether mm-hmm. it be the person that I'm living with or what, you know, I've put a lot of thought into, which is why mm-hmm. it's been the people that it's been with, or it's, you know, the decor. Now, again, I'm very minimalistic, so I'm not always just having a bunch of things just to be able to look at them. I have like some pieces of art, but they've either they've been made by me, my sister, you know, people that I know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Candles, incense, things like that—that that are that are gonna give me some aromatherapy, right? You could just walk into a place and you're like, mm. like that's that's great. I think we've talked about this before. When you were well, when you were in the game and you were having women come through the spot, <laughs> there's there are just certain things that have to be right. Right, 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 right. Bathroom, right. bathroom, yeah. gotta be right. Yeah, if a yeah. woman doesn't feel comfortable in your bathroom, there's a very good chance you will never see her again.
1: Yeah, no. Right? You, if a, if a woman walks into your
0: bathroom and
1: it just smell, it smells all mildewy, like you've taken seventy showers and haven't cleaned it. If there's just a bunch of shit all over the sink, you know, hair and stuff everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I even went, I even cleaned I clean the sides of the toilet. You know, the area that that you don't really see. Like,
0: yeah, because I think because sometimes (laughs) they'll just want to (laughs) look, they just want to look and see. I'm thinking about the stuff that they're going to because I got women inspecting things, things that they don't have to look at, but they're going to see just to see if you, you know, they're going to see what type of products you use and in the shower, see what kind of basic ass nigga you are. See if you got, like, some women's products lying around. Right, right.
1: You know, mm, right. You know
0: what I mean? Like, right. oh, I haven't been the first in here to leave some stuff, you know? But anyway, so beside yeah. the point. Walking into a place, in the one of the very first things is, what's the smell like in here? Mm-hmm. The very first thing, if it's just some fucking putrid, nasty, you know, garbage hasn't been taken out in, like, two days smell, mm-hmm. that's already telling. And it just, it just makes me not feel comfortable being... I just feel... Everything else in the house could be clean as a whistle, mm. but if I walk in someone's house and it smells like shit mm. for some reason or another it makes you not want to touch anything else mm. makes you not want to feel comfortable sitting down in a, in a, on a couch or going to the bathroom or doing anything in there or even talking you'll start looking at the person like they're dirtier yeah you'll start to see the little oh. just little micro dirt on them like Remember remember when I um
1: I went to go pick up from that I don't it was some some person in the neighborhood okay and it was some person it yeah. was living in our neighborhood and Right, I went over there and like I went inside the carpet had all kinds of crazy stains niggas had TVs sitting on top of TVs like it was just a cluster of of clutter. yeah and it made, made me like you know our shit wasn't like dirty, right but it made me feel a hell of, hell of a lot better about my place right you know what I'm saying yeah so like this is a, that's a perfect example of what yeah. you're saying right now. Like, yeah I felt a hell of a lot better about what our place looked like right after seeing that
0: right so <laughs> so so going back to my list, a lot of things that I get are usually very practical. So I like I like my incense and, and all my, you know, what are they like wood wick candles that sound like mm. fire, you know, wood crackling yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love those cuz then again, they, even that wood crackling that that gives a little bit to the ambiance, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just you very know,
1: soothing. I uh you know, I smelt that that all-time famous wintertime smell. You know what I'm talking about? <sighs> That's i been going out. <laughs>
0: What? Oh, is that just? I I was thinking about that the other day. That you say it smells like a cookout. It's <laughs> like well, that it's, is what it just, winter smells it like. Doesn't
1: smell. It doesn't necessarily. It, it doesn't necessarily smell like a cookout. It just smells like uh, like charcoal. A charcoal.
0: S- yeah. burning Wood, smell. Yeah, that's probably what it is. That's probably just people with like you know chimneys and stuff like that, and you're just getting. That that chimney wood smell but that's traveling it. through the air. I love it. I love going yeah, yeah, outside yeah. and just
1: smelling that. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> it just that's... it sets the ambiance for winter time for me. Like no, I, if a, I don't smell an that smell, <laughs> it, it, would, you, you, know say your,
0: would that. you say that's one of? Would you say one of your favorite smells? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's one of my Absolutely. favorite smells. And the, the smell of of a freshly blown out candle. I think I've told you that before. I hate that smell. Damn, that's, that's funny. Really, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It do doesn't it. do
1: it for you. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we burn yeah, it's candles here all not the time.
0: You. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just. It just smells Damn. like smoke to me.
0: Yeah. I like that. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like no. that. I like that smoky smoke. Anyway, no. going on. The next thing I'll think about on my list is is I guess most of the things are geared towards comfortability. Actually, if you think about it, mm-hmm. we got incense and candles. I usually start thinking about what's going to help me sleep better at night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then I usually get memory foam, you know, uh, fucking pillows or I get new comforters. Things are going to make me warm at night because sleep is very important to me. So go ahead. Have you invested in a heated or
1: weighted blanket?
0: My dad got a heated blanket. I want to say last year or year before, and ever and when and I swaddled myself in that thing, and I had never felt anything like it before. It just feels like it, like it's great. It just feels like a warm hug, but just all night long.
1: Yeah, it's I um, great. I don't have that I, though. I, i I bought both of them for my fiance. Uh, Damn. She owns, yeah, she has a heated blanket and a weighted blanket.
0: Damn. Oh, that and, must be that must be a different sleep. That's a different she, sleep. Well, she doesn't use them both at the same time. Oh, but. I might, I might. <laughs> that sounds like it might be it.
1: Yeah, but she she uses them both, but she loves them both.
0: So mm. I don't know. It might be something to look into. You you yeah, should put nah, that on your I, list. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing is I don't think ahead. So 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 then the next thing. So I got so on my list. So I got the candles and incense. I didn't put anything necessarily sleep this year because I got a bunch of that last year. But then I got a, a spa gift card because I want to do another one of the, a spa and wellness gift card because I want to do another one of these sleep or sensory deprivation tanks. Okay. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. You just go in there. You just close yourself in a little pod. You can turn off all the lights. You can have no sound or whatever. Or you can choose to have like some LED lights or with some, you know, astral music or something like that. Uh-huh. But I, and you go, you could turn all that off, and then you're just floating in this sort of like this salt water. They put like so much salt in there, you just sort of like float in it. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's your body temperature. So you don't even feel like you're floating in water after a while. Like you just feel like you're just floating uh-huh. in just space. You just feel like you're floating in space. So then, got once it, all you. of those, so I think the way that I described it to you last time was, and I stand by this because every time I say it, it sounds weird to someone. It's, it felt like I was floating in inner space. Right. And and what when I say that, what I meant is, if you take away all your senses, then you're just left with your thoughts. You're just left with what's going on in your mind. Okay. But clearly, you still have the physical sensation of having a body. Right. Right. It just all it just feels like that body is floating. Right. So with so with the external external physiological sense of your body floating and all your senses being shut off and all you having is your brain pretty much arising in consciousness, then that's what it feels like. It feels like your body is floating inside of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's yeah. It's got, just, I gotta try it out. I gotta it's really a very try it interesting. Out. It's a very interesting meditative. Yeah, existential possible existential excavation sort of adventure. But yeah, I went in there for like a whole an entire hour. I was just floating around for an hour. So I'm get so I'm trying to get that. And then something that my little sister, because she also I sound wild right now. Not only does she wrap my presents, but she actually helps me come up with my list. So so yeah, what is wrong with you? So so I had to ask her yesterday it's what like... what else was on my list. So she was like, "Oh, you also asked for, or I put down one of the another one of those Home Chef, you know, uh, I don't know subscriptions." Oh. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm gonna be getting. I hopefully should be getting some meals, some more Home Chef meals, so I can cook some new things and put some new things under my belt. You know what I mean? Under my repertoire of of shit. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> Kiyal, I, I can cook more than salmon and asparagus. I just like I just like it and you can get a you can get a pack of like ten salmon in a bag and they're good just skinless. you know what I mean I've, I like to do a little lemon juice for anybody listening I want to learn a little something, I do a little this is this is the marinade I do a little lemon juice, a little salt, a little pepper, a little basil and this is what's gonna fuck you up some brown sugar. You don't even know about that. Just do a thin layer of brown sugar on both sides. Marinate that fish in there like that. I throw it right on the skillet. You know what I mean? Go you ahead let that face. go on like a on like a medium high for a few minutes. Then you can go ahead and put a top onto it. Let that smoke smolder in there like that. Cook real heavy. Take it out. I like it at like a medium, so it cut real nice. What you, you do that with some? See my face. You do that with some broccolini. Some asparagus, don't worry about Keon, you do that with some broccolini, some asparagus, you can do some potatoes, some roasted potatoes or something with it. Listen, he's a hater. But anyway, I'm getting this home chef, so actually, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cook, <laughs> once I get this home chef, I'm going to get these meals immediately, and I'm going to cook three like three different meals, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about how, how they cook, I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram about it so y'all can see this fire.
1: So that's what I got I just, coming
0: to me this Christmas. I just, I just want better for you. I so. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. What's your list about? What do you got coming <laughs> to you this, this year?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to sound like a fucking diva compared to what you asked for,
0: but, um, <laughs> oh, shit.
1: um I asked for a GoPro. <laughs> I also asked for shoes. Cause I, I like shoes. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I asked for. Where are you wearing? I was having the conversation the other day. What shoes did you ask for? I didn't ask for anything specific. Oh, um, you just said shoes. Yeah she
1: she knows she knows me pretty well. She knows the type of shoes I like.
0: I didn't ask for anything specific. Okay. Yeah, probably, so, but but they are s- but they are sneakers, not like boots or um or like yeah yeah sneakers sneakers. There'll be yeah. sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Probably where are, where no are you going to wear them?
1: Um, I don't know, wherever, you know,
0: if I just happen to, I might come over to your house and wear. Okay. I was just asking. I <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day and they were just saying, man, uh, I just love putting on clothes now <laughs> when I, but, like every time I leave the house, if it's not, if it's not to work, I'm, I'm getting fully dressed just, just so I can
1: but you know that i have a good amount of shoes that i've had for years so you could have asked me that question in the last 8 years or so or i never i never wear them but i understand what you're saying because yeah cuz really you know what we're talking
0: about yeah cuz we're talking about quarantine yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but you're I mean, right, but you have a bunch of shoes that you just don't even wear. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so it doesn't really, this is just going to be I just, part of the collection. I just,
1: I acquire them, and they go into the collection, and I wear them when I can.
0: Continue with your list. <laughs> no, please, um, no judgment. Continue with your list.
1: I asked for an inflatable kayak. Um... I also, <laughs> right. I also asked for just you know clothes. Clothes are just something I never seem to buy for myself. Um, okay, you know, and I gotta I gotta do better with that because I can't just have my fiance just buying me all my clothes. Like I have yeah. to buy more clothes for myself because I I never do. I never really do. And sometimes like I'll just go into my drawer and I'm just like, God, I'm tired of wearing the same shit. And I never buy clothes, so I just, yeah, that's I, a, that's I always a, ask for clothes for Christmas. Yeah,
0: that's another one of those things for me, clothes, too. Like, going, shop, going shopping's never really been a thing. See, the thing for me, though, is like. Unless it you, was those guy trips to the mall that we used to take. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, when we used to go hit up Fair Oaks, and it would be like four of us, and so we go get some food, hit FYE, go look at albums and right. stuff like that, that we would never buy, and then go into right. certain certain stores H&M, Forever 21, these are not ads either. And then just go hit those and see what's going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I ask for clothes, shoes, uh fishing accessories, uh yeah. GoPro, kayak, you know, shit like that. I
0: get it though. These are also practical items in your world. These are things that you're going to use. These are and that's yeah. really that's really my thing when it comes to gift giving is Am I going to use it? I don't want anyone to purchase me anything that I'm not personally going to use. I don't want you to do that and then it ju- you just see it sitting in the corner of my room every time you come over. Like, I want to use it. So, if anyone's ever going to purchase me anything, just make sure there's something I'm going to use. You're going to you know get in funny? this kayak and get out there with your GoPro and fish. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am.
1: I am. Yeah. Oh, and I also I also asked for some, uh, for some cold weather fishing gear. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah Yeah,
0: okay We'll you see what happens
1: that, okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens I like Um, it. yeah, we'll see what happens We'll see what happens <clears throat> Well, what you got, man? What's
0: going on with you? What's your topics for today? What you talking about? <laughs> actually, I just got done reading something that I wanted to talk about right. And this actually connects to a bunch of other things But, firstly, going back to the Smithsonian Magazine Uh-huh I saw something else that was just as interesting, if not more for a different reason than that canine cognition laboratory. Mm-hmm. How can I talk about this? I mean, what are, what are one of these... Does your family have an old sort of mystery show they used to like, whether it was fucking Matlock or Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote? Did, did they have any of those
1: uh, no, They was really. just watching,
0: or they were just watching Good Times and What's Happening. <laughs> I don't
1: know if you just tried to play
0: my family or if to, <laughs> Good Times yeah. and What's Happening were both very, very large shows in America yeah, in the 70s. I know, I, and know, I but feel you, like, I feel like, with their, but I with, feel like with their
1: age, they may have liked those shows, yeah. But I also feel like you just kind of put them into a, a, a small box.
0: Did they like those shows?
1: When I, growing up, you want to know what 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 my parents were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were they were watching Good Times, but a lot of times I my mom watched the Brady Bunch. She watched the Jetsons. She watched the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, my mom growing up, I would watch those cartoons with her. It's like right. me liking the cartoons that I like as an adult, like in my early thirties. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My mother had me when she was a uh, 29 I believe Um, and as a child growing up she was watching the Jetsons and the Flintstones and the Brady Bunch and shit like that so like those are the shows that I really remember other than like you know the black ass shows like Good Times and
0: all that shit you know yes (laughs) 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 there was a show I actually my grandma used to love watching she probably still does Angela Lynn's well all of them Matlock uh, Murder She Wrote, which I loved. And I just, we just loved mysteries. Uh-huh. Which is, a, you know, one reason why I just, I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes nerd to this day. But there was this other show called Perry Mason. I've heard of it. You've heard of I it? I th- don't think I've ever seen it before. Now, there were stories before. So it was a book that turned into a TV show. Mm-hmm. And the author's name is is Earl. Of course it Earl is. something <laughs> was well, is Earl something I forgot his last name now. Sped E R L E by the way, so it's not like real E R L E. It's interesting. It is matter of That's fact, I can find his name right now. But pretty much, there was a story about a guy who was a White Mountain Apache Native American. Okay. And he was put on trial and convicted of murder, murdering his wife.
1: Was the trial was did he have a jury of his peers, or
0: was it just like a bunch of like like white guys? Of course, it was, it was a it was a completely white, completely white jury. This this Indian was living in the White Mountain, like Fort Apache Reservation, mm. right? And pretty much, this was this was the story. They knew that this guy was having an affair. Okay? So that was something that's already not good on his case. Right. The woman, his wife, was murdered in, like, her teepee or something like that with a huge rock. The rock had his, like, initials inscribed in it. Okay? Okay. And so then he comes back to the TP, finds her, he's holding her. Now there's blood on him. We don't got CSI like that for real these days. This, we're talking about like 1930s, right? And then they they, they bring him in. And just like, all right, you killed him. And you, your name is inscribed on a rock, so it must have been you, right? Just crazy. <laughs> Absolutely wild. This motherfucker got charged And was in jail from like, I think 1935 to like, or 33 to like 55 or something like that. He was in there for a long time. Shit. In 17 years in, he started writing to Earl Gardner is his name. Earl Gardner, who is the author of the Perry Mason books, who's also, but he's he's a lawyer but he also writes these very, very great Perry Mason books. And Perry Mason is a character that is a lawyer that fights for justice. Okay. You know, always fighting on the side of people that he believes to be, you know, truly innocent. Mm-hmm. So, but I just thought it was the wildest thing to, it would, this was this person's last resort. His name is Silas. Silas Edwards was the Native American's name wrote to this person thinking this was going to be the last person to be able to help him 17 years into being in jail by the way this person knows that he's innocent he didn't kill his wife and he's writing to this author thinking that this person is now is, is famous enough now because of his books that and you know he's he's also a lawyer that he can get the word out enough if he goes and sort of investigates this old case right it was just wild to me just imagine like you getting charged getting put in jail and then you're writing like tyler perry because you feel like tyler perry can put together a film that would show that would pretty much put together all these different facts and things that were like frivolously put together in your persecution and try to get the word out that would End up getting you put on parole or something like that. That would sway the parole boards, you know, I, judgment. I, I can I can assure you, I'm not calling Tyler Perry. <laughs> I'm not going to call Tyler Perry. But look, but look though, Kim out here, Kim Kardashian's out here doing some work, from what I understand. So it's it interesting. It seems as though sometimes it would make sense to call somebody with a buzz, somebody that would be heard, that can use their fame in for the good. So it's just just really wild. Either Either way, this author and lawyer put together a team of investigators and lawyers to pretty much go back and start looking at this case that happened 17, 18 years ago and started putting together all these pieces and realizing that it made no sense at all that he was convicted. They went back to the reservation, started talking to people that had been around they had actually even found another dude that pretty much had told a couple people that he did kill that woman. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the tribe kind of knew it, but they didn't want to out their own, so nobody came forth and said anything about it.
1: Well, hold on. They didn't want to out their own, but they w- would let
0: one of their own rot in jail? For enough, yeah, for, for no I, yeah, I know. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Weird. But, and they also probably felt like he would kill someone if he... If they realize, because he was kind of like a weird dude. Like, fear works in wild. What people work weirdly when fear is involved. I know, because it's just like (laughs) you're not fucking with it. You not you don't like their decision making. (laughs) No, I don't. It's ridiculous. So anyway, he put together his band of lawyers, investigators, investigators, figured out that this was a bunch of bullshit and he had been writing about it for years. And then a bunch of people would come together. It was like a coalition had come together of his readers. And they had just been fighting for this movement to get him taken out of jail. And sooner or later, the parole board sort of swayed towards that way. And he, he was eligible for parole. So then they laid him out 20 years later. And then he continued doing what he was doing, which was being a so- shaman and a medicine man and things like that back at his reservation and then died like 20 years after that
1: they let him out because of parole or they let him out because they found out he didn't
0: do it. Well, he was eligible for parole. No, they didn't. That information about the guy that actually killed him, that didn't go out until that person died. Okay. So they didn't let was, that information was not out. Served. N- not wholeheartedly. No. Right. Right. No, no, actually just no justice was not served. No,
1: it was not served. <laughs> no,
0: justice was not served. Yeah. It, it wasn't until he was eligible for parole. And then all these stories started coming forth from the guy from Earl, whatever I just said his name was, Earl Gardner that wrote the Perry Mason books and his listeners and his readers started to get on board and they pretty much came up. It was like an uprising. And they were like, yo, you got to get this guy out of here. He I, he did not commit this crime. He did not inscribe his name on a rock, beat his, head over, beat his wife over the head with it, and then plead innocent. And the right. whole reason... That they persecuted. With the, the the other, like nail in the coffin for the persecution was, they made up some ritual that the Native Americans had that they didn't have. That was you would inscribe your name on something before you killed them in order to appease the soul, so the soul wouldn't come back for retribution. So that the soul would come, come back for retribution march. because you killed them. So that the soul, yeah. But if you inscribed your name on something and then killed them, then you then they wouldn't come back to, like, sort of haunt you or something like that. But this was made up. But the persecution made this up. Yeah, where was the where And, was then, the and then the people, but the people, but it's the 30s, the people that were just sitting, it's a, it was a bunch of white yeah. people that had yeah. no contact with Native Americans, so they didn't know what was true and what wasn't true in their culture. So when they were told that, they believed it, it was like, oh, well, that makes complete sense why he would do that and then kill her. So then they sentenced him to jail. That's crazy. It's super wild, and this is the second time that I, a story of, of being uh, incarcerated completely wrongfully has come across my airspace in like the last few weeks. Other time, was someone in my family told me, and this is wild that I just realized this, but someone in my family told me a few weeks ago that they had been incarcerated for three months, and... This was something that I should have noticed, but I guess I was younger. And so whatever little lies they told me to appease me or pacify me at the time just worked because this person was gone for three months and they were arrested wrongfully. I guess some people said, told police, I got drugs from this person. And that person was not a drug dealer, but they Mm -hmm. got picked up and was pretty much told, like, yeah, you got to come back to, you know, this trial hearing, whatever, tomorrow. He was like, oh, you know what, that's fine. Like I didn't I ain't sell no drugs, so I'm not really worried about it. Right. So he didn't call his job to let him know that he wasn't gonna be in. He he got up every morning like he does, put on his suit and tie like he was gonna get ready to go to work after he had went to the trial. Cause he was thinking this is about to get thrown out, like it ain't shit. So he got dressed, got on a bus, went to the <laughs> went to the courthouse, and they tried him and found him guilty or something like that. Like put him put him in jail. And he spent the, the next three months in jail. And he he was nowhere near any selling any drugs or anything like that. And then they found out later on that he was innocent. And then they let him out like three months later. And that's just, yeah, it's just wild. But there's so many, like, could you just imagine just being in, bro. It's one thing to be a young, be a young buck. Out here, you're doing something stupid. You got caught up with the wrong crowd, whatever the case may be. You were high, you are drunk. You did the wrong thing. Like some of the people we know, we've talked about before. And now you're in jail for 10 years, 25 years, life, whatever the case may be. Yeah. That's one thing. But to be in jail, knowing good and damn well, you didn't do anything wrong at all. Do you have any idea like I don't, what that would...
1: The mental space, like the... I bro, what that would tear me up. I would be pissed all the time. (laughs) Just every day. I would be pissed all the time. Like, this is bullshit. Like I didn't do this.
0: I didn't do anything. Not only that, but I I was, I was a great part of society. The guy that I was just talking about, Lus Edwards, he was a shaman, a medicine man. Like he was a staple in his community. Mm -hmm. He was like a great guy. Everybody looked up to him. So to even, not only did you not do anything wrong, but you did everything right. right. You were a great guy, great father, great this, great that, in jail. Bro, like, I, that, I, that's crazy. For, for 17 years at that. Well, yeah, I mean, it ended up to be, that was 17 years is when he wrote the author, but he was oh, okay. in there for like 20. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, man. and it's then to of, come, and then to come out and then he still had the light in him to go continue to be the shaman and medicine man that he was and just continue to live out his days no animosity just did his thing with his tribe until the yeah. day that he died there's it's crazy. W-
1: way too many cases like that out here man people oh my in, gosh in in jail for like 40 years and then finding out be you know and and you know what I hate I hate when like 20 years later they've been locked up and then the witness takes back or recants their statement, and I'm just like, oh, yeah? Oh, oh yeah?
0: <laughs> so, like, you got to put the witness in jail. You have to. You Ooh. have to. Man. Yeah, what happens in those cases? Yeah, I don't know if I've actually read up too much on that, investigated well, too much, or and what does least, happen, because that has to be. It's perjury, at the, at the you least. Can't, that's perjury? You can't be... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's insane. Like, I, especially like, oh no! You, know, like, you definitely have to go to jail for that. You definitely you have, have to. to, to yeah, yeah, you yeah, that's, to. yeah, that's perfect. When you take that stand and you take that oath, yeah, you you got to go to jail. For that. You yeah. have to. Yeah. You have to. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if they do, but that's oh, what makes nah, sense they to me. Be. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, they got nah, to go. I'm, I'm about to look <laughs> something up. I'm about to look something up, and they better every every case I look at, they better head gone. <laughs> they um, better head gone. Yeah, but yeah, that was man, just insane. This I, I read that story. Like, ridiculous! I just, I just, I just couldn't imagine. Being in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's absolutely insane. I remember
1: I remember watching this one video with this dude uh, getting out of jail for something he didn't do, but had been in there for like 20, 30 years, got in a car and didn't even know how to work the seatbelt.
0: Yeah. That's another thing. You're like just, out, you get now, yeah. you
1: don't know nothing. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially the old heads, you know what I'm saying? You see a lot of these young niggas, like, they be in jail with, you know, they be having phones and shit and, you know, they be fresh and shit like that. But the old niggas that's been in there since, like, the 80s, you know what I'm saying? They got to get hip to all this all this newness, you know?
0: Man, yo, getting getting wrongfully accused is wild. Now, now this is something I didn't know about, but I'm going to bring this up, and I'm not even necessarily going to say that this person was wrongfully accused, but we can just have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything until yesterday about Russell Simmons. Being put in the being put in a predicament where he was charged with some accounts of, of rape, yeah,
1: and, and this nigga flew to Bali and never came back. He, he decided to rush card his way back here. <laughs> ne- this nigga said, "Rush card his way,
0: <laughs> bro, bro."
1: This is that where he went to Bali. Yeah, he's over in Bali because I guess they can't extradite him or whatever right. from there. That's and that's
0: wild. And and so so the conversation is a guilty put a guilty a guilty person would not behave that way. Right. Of course not. Right. This is my thing. If I'm not guilty,
1: I'ma stay here and defend myself no matter what happens.
0: Okay. Okay. I feel you. That's what the fuck my family member thought when he went to jail and got put in jail for three months. I just know that it's wild to get to get caught in some shit that you didn't do. And then even if you well, I mean, it doesn't matter now that he's definitely left. He's People are definitely looking at him. wild, Right. But even if you do beat a case like that, your name is tarnished for life. It is. It is. It is. Because people are always going to be in the back of people's minds. It's going to be some thought like, why was he even in this scandal? Why did this, like he was doing, he may not have been convicted for that, but he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing because he shouldn't even been nowhere near a a case like this, right? And that's just, and that's just wrong. That's erroneous. That's not true. If somebody makes up a lie about you, then Mm. that's just what it is. You were just put there because you were involved with someone that at some point Decided to make up some shit about you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here. There was no trial, so I don't know what happened. Right? right. But that is wild that he just had the money. It was like, I'm gone. Like, y'all figure this out on on your own. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. Y'all figure this out. Whatever y'all right. come up with, that's for y'all to figure out. I'm gone. Right. I'm right. Ne- And I'm never coming back. And that's another thing. He has to have the idea of the plan of never coming back. Yeah. Because if you like, come back, I, then you just try then.
1: Yeah, I don't know if maybe there's a certain time he can stay there till like till it it blow till so they can't try him for like it. like some statute of limitations. Of, on, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, Trial yeah. here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the case itself. I don't know. I've heard about people admitting to a crime thirty years after they committed it, and then take them trying them, taking them to jail.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the statue of limitations just—I think it depends on the
0: crime, though, too. So I don't know. Well, I will tell you what—I don't know if there's one for this type of crime. Yeah, probably. It might not be. No, no. Especially with people, uh, there's going to be an uprising if there is, and be like, "What you know? Like he did it. Bring it, throw his ass. In the yeah. Field.
1: But his ass really flew over the body and said, "Sayonara. Won't be catching right, so,
0: me. So, so I've been watching some pretty cool stuff. I've I've been finding a couple little things that I that I've enjoyed watching over the past few weeks. One of them, one of them is called I and you may have heard of it. I think it's big and people are talking about it and shit like that. So this may not be cool at all. But the movie Run, I know I found it on Hulu. It stars Sarah Paulson.
1: Oh, and the the, the her daughter's like in a wheelchair or something,
0: right? Is exactly. It? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her daughter's in a wheelchair. Now I'm going to give something about the movie up, but I don't really think that it's a huge spoiler alert because okay. it doesn't take long to kind of figure this out. I think you can just watch the trailer and you kind of understand this. Right. But the woman has Munchausen's by proxy. Syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're aware of this? of this? Yeah, I, I, kn- yeah I know what you're talking about. So... But there's a whole other twist that's really fucking awesome. I really do suggest people go watch the fucking movie. It's really it's pretty cool. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm just really interested by this disorder. And I think if you know what the disorder is and you've read into it just a little bit, you're pretty interested in the disorder. Okay. Because it's one, it's mostly in women between age twenty and forty. Hmm. And at the at the core of it it looks like they're trying to take care of their child. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's, it's, just, it's just a very extreme case. Right. To the point where they're actually harming the child in order to keep the child in a dependent state. Yeah. And it's sort of geared towards wanting attention from outside. Like wanting sympathy from healthcare workers and friends and family and neighbors and stuff like that. Just a really weird disorder. And you wouldn't really and it's hard to detect it. So the numbers are all off. They say that generally medically it's like one percent out there. But but the numbers are off because people are going to lie about it and say, no, this person has these issues. That's what it is. You can't tell me. So the numbers are misleading. So we don't quite know how many people are out here doing this. Mm But then I just started reading about stories, man. Now, the, the now the reason it's been like heavily commodified recently, I believe there's this huge Gypsy Rose documentary that everybody's been, it's like one of the biggest Mutchhausen's by proxy disorder documentary stories out there. So I didn't want to talk about that one because it is, and a lot of people know about it. So I decided yeah. to just read up a couple other ones because this is just very interesting to me. There was a lady named Kathy Bush in 1995. So in South Florida, Kathy or Jennifer Bush was taken from her family and placed in the care of the state when it was believed her mother, Kathy Bush, was intentionally making her sick as a result of Mutchhausen's by proxy. By the way, Mutchhausen, that is, it was named by some German cavalier officer that just completely over ramped and overstated and exaggerated all of his exploits into something way crazier and better than it actually was so right. that's that's so that's what and it was and then his stories were like told and put in the books and stuff like that so that's why it's named that because right. it's just over exaggeration of what is or what isn't even anyway right in 1995 it was alleged that bush was giving her daughter Extra doses of medicine in order to possibly intentionally infecting her in order to take her to the emergency room to be treated. According to the Sun Sentinel magazine, by the time Jennifer was eight, she had spent over 640 days in the hospital, undergone 40 medical procedures, had 1819 non-surgical treatments, according to investigators. Wow. Why put your kid through? It, well, I mean, that's what's so interesting about the disorder is you don't know exactly what's going on. You want again, you want some sort of sympathy. I, I think it's a mixture of you wanting to to take care of something. You've put your life into something and, and this child has become your life. You want to always take care of this child and you want this child to always be dependent upon you. You don't want the child. It's like moms that never want like, their child to go to college. They're like, no, just stay here at the house. Like I just want you here with me. It's like, And then usually, stereotypically, the dad comes. It's like, they got, you got to let them spread their wings and grow and fly and be their <laughs> own person. So it's sort of that, but to the extreme. All right. Um, Here we go. Lacey Spears. Chilling to the bone is the case of Lacey Spears, a popular blogger who was convicted in the death of her son, Garnett, after poisoning him with salt. Unbeknownst to Lacey's faithful supporters, she had been secretly poisoning the child with life-threatening doses of salt through a feeding tube. It was then revealed that Spears had asked a neighbor to enter their home and dispose of Garnett's feeding bag, which was allegedly filled with the equivalent Of sixty nine packets of salt. When I say, I mean that person was like a huge blogger, supposedly like a very popular blogger.
1: You know, it makes me question like where they come up with the with the methods. You know, like how did she like? What did she just did she look up what the hell salt does to the body first? Like a
0: lot. So another one of these, another one of the key characteristics if you're trying to detect this disorder in people. Is that they're overly knowledgeable about medicine, uh-huh. and you know, and what that and does it, physiologically? They, a and, lot of and, times, they could be healthcare workers, and, like nurses. Oh, and okay. Like that. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're just constantly sense. talking to healthcare workers, constantly trying to understand how the body works and what you can and cannot do. Yeah, what the body can survive on, what will hurt it just enough. Yeah very very interesting stuff so it's wow. it's just wow so unlike Silas edwards and the person in my family these motherfuckers need to go to jail yeah <laughs> right <Most laughs> these motherfuckers got to go to jail and it's just such a chilling thing because you look at the mother you look at the lioness mother bear and you just assume that they would do anything to to care for and you know and preserve the life and well-being of their offspring. So this is why it's just so weird that it just turns left and it's completely other thing. One last one is Lisa Hayden Johnson. Hayden Johnson's treatment of her son is particularly disturbing because of how public she made her son's medical ordeals. According to the Daily Mail, Hayden Johnson's claimed he suffered from illnesses including diabetes, food allergies, cerebral palsy, cystic fibrosis, and in, an and intolerance to sunlight, and subjected him to over 325 medical procedures, some allegedly done in-home. She would publicize her son's alleged illnesses in exchange for access to high-profile events like attending The X Factor tapings and meaning former Prime Minister Tony Blair. She is currently in prison. Good. Good.
1: That's fucking ridiculous. You're basically sacrificing your kids for attention. And and, and so you can go to a fucking X Factor taping. Like, what? Fuck these people, man. (laughs) (laughs) And Bro, oh, you it's, met, it's you so met Prime sad. Minister Tony Blair. You're right. so
0: cool. Yeah, it's it's fuck? absolutely oh man, it's just It's so cool. Jeez. That's just so crazy. And the whole in some of the medical procedures happening in home, that's a big yeah. part of it too, is cutting off information from these from these children so that they don't even realize that everything that's happening is wrong. Their whole idea of reality is warped. Yeah. They can't even get to the real outside information that would allow them to understand that this is completely fucked, so it's just it's just it's just a it's a wild wild disorder, and again, the numbers are misleading, so we don't truly know exactly how prevalent it is, but just very very wild yeah it's 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 terrible yeah so that's a that's a little bit about what I've been reading and watching, but I definitely implore people to go watch the movie. I, I, I definitely think it's good. It's called Run. I know it's on Hulu. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but Sarah Paulson is amazing in that movie. She is um, just chillingly eerie
1: and weird. Speaking of, I feel like all the roles she plays are kind of like that. She just has like a- Ha <laughs> she got that face. Yeah, she just got that, just a mysterious, ominous yeah type of vibe. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to be
0: honest with you right now. What? How the hell did you know who Sarah Paulson was on name, but didn't know who Jennifer Aniston was when I brought Jennifer Aniston's name? Up?
1: Sarah Paulson that is, a is wild. Wa- No, no, no. Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson is way more uh, relevant right now. Like oh, Sarah Paulson is. Okay. It's, okay. You know what right I'm saying? Now. Like, I like she's so. she's got she's got a lot going on on TV. She's in
0: everything. Right. I like, can look at what she's doing right now, because I she's definitely one of those names. I mean, when you see her, you definitely like, oh yeah, like I I know her.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, I just I just
0: can't tell you everything that she's been in right now.
1: Right, right. Like yeah, Jennifer yeah. Aniston, like yeah, it's 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 kind of a household name, but in what houses?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I get it. She was in Oceans. She was in Oceans Eight. She was in Bird Box. I didn't even. I do remember her in that. Yeah, Ratched, she was in the beginning. Ratchet, which I know a lot of people like these days. Isn't she in like For a Ratched, couple of seasons uh, of American Horror American Story? Horror Story? Yeah, she's in this Run, Twelve Years a Slave, Glass, which I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I get it.
1: <laughs> but um, I get it. but uh. Speaking of movies and TV and whatnot, you know what I was thinking about yesterday? I was thinking about have you ever thought about like acting before? Like being an actor or just trying to, you know, just Yeah, I think about, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, yeah, I feel sure. like
1: it's it's something that everyone kinda thinks about every once in a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Um well it got me to thinking like, yo, know, like, we're just in a world of just media booming, streaming is booming. And you get all these new shows, all this original content. You're right. seeing all these people acting that you've never seen before. And I just right. got to thinking, and I'm just like, yo, right now is a good time to try to get into acting. Mm-hmm. like Because just just think about all the shows and movies that are being shot right now so that these streaming services can keep up with this need for content. Right. And that just got me to thinking, like, where are all these, where are all these actors and actresses coming from? Like, yeah. where are they coming from, you know? Yeah. Like, are all these people aspiring actors and actresses? actresses or did some of these people just kind of come out of the woodworks and just try out and just kind of get a role? Not saying it's got to be a major role or anything like that, you know, but you work your way into it. You get a little minor role, a couple of minor roles. And right. then maybe you eventually get you a little major role. And it just made me think, like, where are all these people coming from? But then, um, you know, my fiance, she brought up a good point. She was like, you know, Keon, I think that maybe it's always been there, you know. But now that you have so many streaming platforms and you have this need for content, that a lot of these people that you would never really see are getting more of a shot these
0: days. Right.
1: You feel what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, for And, sure. I, and, yeah, I, that's, and yeah, I, that's definitely one of the things that technology has opened up for us.
1: Yeah cuz I'm just thinking like all these shows that I'm seeing like um cuz she watches a lot of like BBC a lot of like uh
0: yeah, like yeah. uh you know
1: like overseas content stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's just like I would probably never know anything about these shows if it right. wasn't for you know things like Netflix and Hulu and whatnot mm-hmm. um so I got to thinking like I was like man right now is a is a good time to get into some acting if, if you if you want to do that and I'm just like, where do, where would one where does one get started? Where do, where do you look? Where do you go?
0: How does that happen? I mean, you can definitely try to find an agency, uh-huh. and and have an agency back you. I mean, you would end up having to pay, or you know, show right, them that you're right. a commodity enough for them to float you or something like that. Right. And then right. you would have agents going out and trying to find you little gigs and auditions uh-huh. and things like that. But I also think just with modern technology, I think you can just try to find auditions in your in your local areas I think that's open to everyone I think there's definitely ways you can just find open auditions and you just go and see if you can be you know guy that crosses the street number seven or whatever (laughs) the fuck you know what I mean and like you just slowly get these like you said these small roles and then you start to build a resume guy that gets robbed in an alley (laughs) yeah for sure what that's a huge that's whoa that's a huge role I was talking about the dude crossing the street. If you're someone that actually gets beat up, like you're kind of a focal point, even uh, if you're only getting beat up for 10 seconds, that's a huge role.
1: All right. All right. Look, all right. This is what we need you to do. We need you to, we need you to be in the alley. We need you to do a little bit of begging for your life. Uh, that's huge. Do- <laughs> Just imagine
0: <laughs> if it's not, if, if it's, if it's not believable, like, oh no, don't do it. Like, that's Like that person's not going to get the role. <laughs> Sir, you know what I no, mean? sir, sir, I ha- I have a family. I have a family. Please don't. I have a
1: family. I, ha- I my son is a, it's please, please no. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I have I have money. You can have
0: hey. I have money. You can have my wallet. He said no. <laughs> Bro, <see. laughs> That's to see people don't people don't respect people's crafts. People don't. That's something that I've truly realized getting older. People don't respect other people's crafts. People don't expect. People don't respect what it truly takes to sell. Oh my god! To, especially, and I've talked about this before. To sell true fear, to sell uh-huh. it uh-huh. on video. Like I have to look at you and truly believe that oh, you're in man. fear for your oh. life. Yeah, you're in fear for not your life, but the well-being of your wife at home and maybe your newborn son. Right, right. So so these are small things that I've realized through... I don't know if I've told you, I used to really like watching actors on actors. It's something on YouTube that I, I think... I forgot who puts it together. But mm-hmm. it's actors talking to actors and pretty much inter- interviewing them about whatever recent mu- movie it is they had come out. The reason I like that is because... Artists can talk to other artists in ways that interviewers don't fucking know how to talk yeah,
1: to. Yeah, especially through their experiences, too.
0: Exactly. It could be something that they worked on together, and if not, it could just be something about just the production, the working with the director, working with other actors and actresses. What did you mm-hmm. do to get in this mindset for this scene where you had to break down because your whole world crumbled around you? Like, How did you get in that mental space? There's all sorts of like just beautiful answers from artist to artist and something i learned is that some people create like michael b jordan who reginald does not who who does not respect him as an actor Mm -hmm. something he does is when he gets a when he gets a character from a director he creates a full backstory for this character Mm -hmm. himself The director, you know, will clearly give you some sort of thing like this is sort of what the character's personality is like. This is where they come from, blah, blah. But he will go back and fill in everything. What does this person like to eat? For like, what's this person's favorite dish? What is, you know, where was this person's first kiss? What was the first love like? Going back and truly trying to create this character block by block so that so that. So then you truly get to understand this character like it's a person that, you know, in real life. Right. Right. And then you go into it. And when something happens, you have a pretty decent understanding of what that person would do in that situation like you. I you could ask me what any of my friends would do or say in a certain instance. And I'm pretty certain like I would I'd hit it on the nail. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain i have a decent idea of what you would say in a lot of situations or how you would handle a lot of situations (laughs) and i it's the same it's the same thing you have to get to know your character that way so that if that person's about to get robbed you know how they would react and what Um, you know i mean because you know where they've been Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of different things but people don't respect people's crafts but i think that right now you're right it would be a great time to try to get into that, and I think a lot of people are tapping into that. I think that yeah. when it when it comes into anything media these days, people I talked to you about this before when I was walking through the Smithsonian and looking at art, and I found this this thing that was called the Great Picture,
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: was and it talked about it was just just this beautiful fucking landscape that just threw together all these different beautiful parts of America. that had like Niagara Falls and just I don't know, just a bunch of just crazy stuff all put together. They had the fucking Alps in the background and were just throwing all these things together. And you would have these showcases where people would just go and they would pull back the curtain and reveal this piece of art and people would just sit there and just look at the piece of art.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: would even they would even roll up their what are those things you get, um, the little schedules, not the schedules, but the little flyers uh, that you get when yeah, you do somewhere. Like a little right? itinerary or something. Yeah, exactly. So they would roll those up. And just, like, look through so that they have, like, a better view of what was going on. And they would just sit there and just, like, look at every little piece of it, right? Uh-huh. And it was because like, people were just trying to be great at just, just this one thing. Uh-huh. And it just takes something, like, wild to do that. I think that people do not really into that shit too much anymore. I mean, you have some people that are still trying to be great at one thing. But a lot uh-huh. of people are just like, you know, I'll just figure it out. I'll just do this one thing. I might be able to get this thing to pop and then I'll go do a bunch of other things. Cause it's really about getting clout right now, which is why people chase clout. Uh If I can get the clout, I can go and do anything after that. People will just throw money at me just to see me other places where I'm not good at that thing, but they'll just pay me to go do that thing anyway. Right. So I think there are a bunch of TikTokers that are getting put in movies and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's, that's pretty much what it is. I'm a, I'm a, Or or rappers that just have one song, they realize that they are trash and they know they're trash, but they're like, if I can get one bop, that's all it takes. One bop to go wild, and I just capitalize off of that clout and strike while the iron's hot. I'm good. I'm good. Shit,
1: Mariah Carey could have she could have retired after All I Want for All I Want for Christmas, Mm. and the same of it.
0: Yeah, she makes uh, Yeah, yeah, blue yeah. Blue I'll, bread I'll love off
1: that, that every season. Every Christmas like, yeah. season. She makes it. a lot of money on that song. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it makes sense if you're a huge pop artist to do something like that. Like Justin Bieber has a Christmas album. Yeah, like. Album. Hey. Everybody. A lot of. Yeah. You know, I think DMX has a Christmas album. For real? I saw that a while ago. I, I'm i almost willing to bet money that DMX has a Christmas album. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, thousands I
1: mean, What is this nigga talking about? on
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You talking about the same shit that everybody else is talking about Christmas? Merry also, Christmas! You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, dear, yeah, DMX Christmas album, but uh, yeah, DMX Xmas, he got he got, wow. he, got a, he definitely got a Christmas album. Wow, yeah, okay. And then and of course you got your Christmas and Hollis Run DNC. but yeah, yeah. Mad, yeah, but Mad people got got Christmas albums. I think it's I think it's a good thing to do these days. Just just nah, figure something out, make it pop, and then go do whatever you want.
1: Um, Do whatever you want. So, have you ever had a dream that you that just felt so fucking real that you woke up and you were just kind of contemplated, contemplating whether this thing actually really happened or not? A thousand percent. Okay. A thousand percent. I I had a dream a couple of nights ago that I that I was on a rooftop and I threw somebody over the edge. yeah it was just a crazy dream Um, but here's the thing here's the thing I woke up and I really sat there in my bed and I have to imagine maybe I was just trying to maybe I was still in and out of sleep after the the initial wake up because Mm. I kept seeing these scenes in my mind that kept making me think that this shit actually happened like Mm. it wasn't until I got out of my bed right in into the bathroom to use the bathroom where i was just like okay what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me like,
0: <laughs> like all right we're good yeah i did, all right didn't yeah. kill anybody not going yeah. not going to prison right right and
1: i'm like i'm sitting here rolling around in br- uh in bed i was about to say bread uh <laughs> sitting here rolling around in bed thinking to myself like like in deep thought think cause like the person i threw over the edge was kind of like overweight so i'm in my head right. thinking like Ain't no way in hell I lift. The I do over do that. The edge. I didn't lift that person over the edge. I couldn't have done that.
0: And like that—that's crazy that you had to. That your battle was—you <laughs> were trying to figure out the physics of it. Like that was—that yep. was your battle. I like, know. Hold on a second. That's how. If it was someone—if it was it someone was. that I actually could lift up, like did I do that?
1: <laughs> that's how deep it was. That, like I was. That really, was your saving grace. I was really contemplating this shit. And you want to hear? You want to hear another saving grace? So I think maybe when I went back into the dream after like waking up that initial time, there was a person in there trying to tell me that I did it because they found some kind of belt or something at the scene that they could tie to me. And in my head, I'm thinking like, I would never wear that. (laughs) So I didn't do this.
0: So yeah, so I mean y'all can yeah y'all try me if you want to, but I I didn't wear that belt.
1: It was some like big gaudy ass (laughs) belt buckle on it, It like a bunch of colors and shit and i'm just thinking in my head like, i would never put that on my waist so there's no way i did this but it was so funny because i really didn't like come out of it until i got up to use the bathroom and i let some fucking light hit my face and like yeah. you know i'm just like i didn't i don't know what the hell i was going through in there but it didn't happen
0: that's funny because you realized that you weren't going to wear that would you yeah, would, would you would you wear I mean, would you like? Would you get a chain? Like, would you ever wear anything? It's just because the belt was too was too ostentatious. Yeah, it
1: was really it was way too outlandish for me to try to wear. I would black or brown belts. That's it.
0: This shit had. But but you would wear like a chain though, like if you had money. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. What type of chain are we talking about?
1: Um. I probably I probably rock with like a nice nice little like a Cuban link. You know what I'm saying? Nothing
0: like not, okay. I don't want nothing
1: like I don't want like super long. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like I'm not am okay. not really into that. But I
0: would. You're not look like looking a nice for like little... the Sol, like the Soldier Boys.
1: No. Man. <laughs> you remember uh, T Pain had that chain that just said big ass chain. It was oh the, the the pendant said big ass said chain. big ass chain. No, I don't and, even remember that, but that doesn't it,
0: surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would know. I wouldn't. There've been there've been certain chains in history in hip hop that have been pretty iconic. I'm pretty certain Young Transformer chain, his Autobot chain, was a big one. I'm pretty certain he got robbed for that. uh, Correct. (laughs) I I thought that there was a story he got robbed for that. The
1: uh, you remember the uh, the
0: spinning G unit chain. The spinning G unit chain, Uh definitely. Uh, I think some. I think there might have been some people like around us that got one of them chains. That's you know clearly all 100% aluminum 100% aluminum there's I'm trying to think there's uh there's Rick Ross's chain of him with a, with his beard yeah like,
1: him yeah I think and, uh I think I think Gucci Mane had a uh like a Bart Simpson chain at one point or something like that I
0: I believe yes Yes, I believe he had a he had a Bart Simpson chain. Yeah, but nah,
1: I would if I ever get any if I if I can ever afford in that kind of jewelry, I'm definitely just rocking like a nice solid gold Cuban link, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, just real classy, but still making mm. a statement. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, there definitely been some, and I believe that they're pretty much all related to crime dreams where I did something and I just woke up and was like, oh my god, like. Yeah. I am so glad I did not do that shit in right. real life because right. it seemed so real and it seemed like I had a really good reason to do it and everything. Like, uh-huh. shit seemed justified and everything in my dream. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad mm-hmm. I didn't do that shit. Mm-hmm. But like I told you, I'm not going to jail. No, never. It's not, not gonna- place, it's not a place for me.
1: It's not a oh. place for me. I enjoy my freedom. Um. So another thing I got for today right. is... Hmm. so obviously they're rolling out this vaccine and right okay so, <laughs> the only the, the <laughs> thing that's really the thing that's really bothering me about it is like I don't like how commercial it is like they got all these politicians on TV showing you that they're taking the vaccine okay and it's just like, I just feel like whoever's gonna take the vaccine is gonna take the vaccine. They don't need to see Joe Biden do it first.
0: You know what I'm saying? Well well, that's the thing. They're trying they're most certainly trying to get for sure black and brown people to do it. I know. Because I know. supposedly we're the most like distrusting of this. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what's know. being told. And that's and that's for and that's for many, many reasons. That's for experiments that had happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Right? And yep. we, just, we just don't quite trust y'all they, putting, just just putting stuff, you know what I mean? We don't know. People are talking about there being chips, you know, so they can further track. There's all sorts of stuff going on out there. Go ahead. What do you got to say first? No, I was going to say, Um, I think it was the
1: Surgeon General or something like that was talking about, yeah, LeBron James needs to take the vaccine so he can lead by example. And everybody was like, basically like, you know. A year ago, y'all wanted this nigga to shut up and dribble. Ah. Now now y'all want him to take the vaccine. But that was one woman
0: in particular, though, wasn't it?
1: Yes, but it was still... It was mainstream media. It was politicians. Right, right, right. There were people that backed her. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. You know, now y'all want him to lead by example and take this vaccine so a
0: bunch of niggas can do it, too. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah... Yeah, okay. I mean it's definitely it's it's interesting, and I, I like I said I understand why there's why there's no trust there. Mm-hmm. I understand why people would want people to do it because supposedly we're we're the carriers for the most part. Like we're get like we got hit hardest. Mm-hmm. I understand it. I hear that it's due to and about bringing supplements back up that there's a theory that it's due to a vitamin D deficiency in brown and black skinned people because our skin protects us from the sun. This is what I've uh, this what I've I've heard. So the skin protects us from the sun. Uh, but also with that comes a deficiency. So we're not able to absorb and retain the vitamin uh, that we're getting from the sun. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So and because of that vitamin D deficiency, we're we're a little bit more susceptible to getting the virus. So that is that is a, a theory, I believe. Okay. So yeah. Motherfuckers want us to take the vaccine, but like I said, I see I see both sides. Yeah, it's, no, yeah I, tol- it's, I totally it's a
1: I understand why it's being so commercialized right now, mm-hmm. but I just don't like that it's commercialized. No, I don't like, like it either. Like, I don't like seeing all these people on TV. Like, I took the vaccine;
0: you should too. <laughs> but you that's but that's but that's how marketing works, though. I know that is how marketing works, and they've understood that they have. They have tapped into people's needs. That's why we live in such a deep capitalist society. They just keep people insecure. This is how it works. They just keep people insecure enough that we feel like we need to go and continue to try to fill that void with purchasing items that we don't fucking need. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much at the base of it. So they they know how to tap into people's emotions like that and yeah. how to get how to get people to purchase things that they normally wouldn't purchase. Or have an, you know, adverse, you know, lens. I don't know. I I mean it's it's like I said, it's kind of it's kinda of weird. It's yeah, it's really weird, especially when it's commercialized. Kinda of like when all these rappers started to get on like either Trump's side or Biden's side. Yeah. You had you had a fucking Lil Pump at a Trump rally. why nobody know fucking Lil Pump is, but Lil Pump yeah, is up know. there. Gucci gang and his way up to the podium to tell people yeah. that they need to vote for him. And yeah. then you add like two chains and some other people on the other side. That's really all it is. We're gonna throw it all up there because we know that a bunch of other people are gonna be like, "Oh shit, two chains. Oh, little pump. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll go vote." What this does that rock. say? What
1: What does that say about those people? Because I'm, that not, they're, swe- that I'm they're not overly.
0: That I'm not overly like impressionable. Anyone. That they're overly impressionable. That all it takes is someone that they that they'll like they like some of their songs. But Mm -hmm. that talk that speaks to this problem of this overly this this overly fetishized idea of celebrity. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly what that speaks to, is the fact that we just all we need is someone that doesn't necessarily have any training in medicine or politics or anything. But they got some clout, just like I was talking about with doing yeah. TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And then yeah. they go off and then now they're allowed to go and talk about and do a bunch of other shit that they haven't been trained formally to do. Yeah. And it's they're not like, really that good at.
1: Low Pump and 2 Chains are not going to be the deciding factor on
0: whether I vote for anyone. Like, like, nor do I ask? think they ought to be. Nor do I think they ought to be.
1: I think it's just it's really kind of an odd move like oh yeah let's uh let's let's pull two chains get him on shit, cha- on get him on stage he'll probably he'll help us get more of that that black vote
0: bro like, every really? ev- bro everything about marketing is weird just think about just think about fucking deodorants you got deodorant commercials where it's like some super good looking dude and then you know he puts on some fucking right guard or something like that, and then a woman it's comes bad. up and she's like and she's like oh and rubs his face. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just like all these small things that we just look at, and you're like, oh shit. I want some, I want a beautiful woman to come rub my face like that. I guess uh-huh. I need to go buy a right guard. Uh-huh. Like oh, mad marketing be weird. Just start, just start <laughs> putting your TV on mute and just looking at commercials. <laughs> you're like, how did that even how did that go along with what they were selling? A lot of times it just it just doesn't. You all these all these ph- pharmaceutical companies, you just have like some old people walking around through some fucking prairie or up a mountain yeah. with, a le- with a fucking golden retriever, uh-huh. something like that. And they're just real happy and they're looking up at the wind and they're fucking dandelion yeah. seeds being, you know what I mean, blown <laughs> across the wind and shit like that. Yep. <laughs> they're fucking selling Viagra or something like this. Yeah. All right, I guess. I mean, that's cool. I I'd love to be walking around with a golden retriever and be old and happy and have silver hair and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. I guess I uh-huh. need to get some Viagra. I guess that's what it looks like if you take that. <laughs> Marketing is it's always weird, but yeah, you can't yeah. you can't get caught up by that. You yeah, it's it's a, it's a little hell no. It's a little much. People in this idea of celebrity and just getting caught in again, it's these teams you we don't know these people no we don't we don't know them but we but people just ride people uh-huh. just ride people get caught they like somebody's album or they've been following for someone for so long and then they get caught up in a scandal or something like that and it's just like we don't know that that's what happened we don't uh-huh. it's just like <laughs> maybe though but maybe you don't know that it didn't happen though
1: Right, right. But you're
0: just so willing to ride because you like their music, or you like their yeah. movies, or you like their TikToks, whatever it is you like. You know the fucking perfume that they sell, or the bags that they sell. It's just, it's just a really weird idea. I've always thought that if aliens were to come down, or they don't even got to come down, if they were just looking at us from wherever the fuck they're looking at us from, and they were just just looking at us through like a little fucking scope, they they would be studying us. And I'm certain that some of the conversation would be, "What are these other people doing? Like, why do they worship these certain people? Because that's what mm-hmm. it would look like. Why do they worship these people? These people that we see, like their faces all over all these screens that they have up all the time, mm-hmm. or phones, or tablets, or TVs. Like their faces always up. They're up on billboards." They're everywhere like all these people like there's just like these few select people and we just like worship the shit out of them and we're willing to do whatever and we ride behind them no matter what it's just followings it's just weird it's just all a bunch of weird shit and we don't know these people unless people are really showing and exhibiting exemplary virtues mm-hmm. right like there's there's some of those people that are just really exhibiting exemplary virtues and you're like, I can I can probably get behind them. Yeah. They're probably a very, very solid person. They've yeah. given back a lot to just the world in general outside of their craft. They yeah. they're always they're always a part of all these different associations trying charities trying to give back to the world and get clean water over here or right. electricity over there. When Akon and whoever he was in cahoots with got electricity. And, you know, over to Africa and people getting clean water to Flint or any of these type of things happen. It's like, OK, I don't know everything about these people. But what I can say is that they did right here. And I think that's something that people need to be able to say, OK, this person did right here. It doesn't mean that we now need to put into effect the, the halo effect is what it's called. of Because this person did this right thing, they're probably... This person, this person, like they're this type of person as well. They're probably very truthful and they're honorable and they're noble and they're, you know, all these other things too. It's like, we don't know that, but a lot of people do that. They see someone do something well and then they throw the halo effect on them and assume that they're now an angel come down from heaven. And that's just, that's just not the case, but it's really weird. All this marketing is weird. There's no one that they, there's no celebrity that they they could just shoot themselves up with the COVID Vaccine that's just now gonna make me—if I was adverse to it, there's gonna be nothing that's gonna just say, "Oh, oh, he did it." Oh, okay, I gotta do it.
1: Exactly. That's why I think it's so—it's so stupid. Just and he's black and did it at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You trying to tell me this nigga has black skin and he took the vaccine? (laughs) Yeah, nah.
0: Well, shit. I, I, I ain't shit if I don't take it. (laughs) That's what's. But that's so scary though, because again, it speaks to this. This void that we have, this call to the impressionability that we have, that mm-hmm. people don't they realize oh, it's you know what? You know what it is. It's fucking disrespectful because, <laughs> because <laughs> that's what it is, because what you're pretty much saying is that people and this is our this is actually, I mean, a hard truth to swallow for a lot of people, it's a hard pill to swallow that mm-hmm. A lot of people don't do the thinking for themselves. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what all this comes down to. A lot of people don't do the thinking for themselves, and it would just be a whole lot easier to just have people tell you what to do. Yeah, people, people that you like or that look like you or that do things really well that are again completely outside the realm of what it is they're telling you to do at the moment, Uh to tell you what to do, and you'll just be like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna just do that. And that, and that's just because. There are more sheep than shepherds. Yeah, that's just what it is. There's just more followers out here, and that's just the way it is. It's it's really it's really really crazy. They think that we're Jeez. just
1: dumb enough to follow suit. More just than just dumb. dumb enough. Mm-hmm. More than
0: dumb enough. Yeah, we just we just do what everyone else is doing, and it's and that's not and it's not necessarily to say just dumb because. I think that we have evolved to understand that there are strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a utility to following the herd. Yeah, There is a utility to looking to your left and right and being like, okay, like, this is what everyone else is doing. That could come to sort of like social rights Yeah, for people. You're looking around and you're saying, okay, I don't necessarily understand this or agree with it. Like these, these people, these new people wanting rights for whatever it is they want. But yeah. everyone around me seems to be accepting it and wanting to learn about these people and accept them into the culture mm-hmm. and assimilate their ways. Okay, and maybe I ought to try to learn a little bit. So that's one way in which it, it can go right when certain yeah. people are thinking collectively. And well, I wouldn't even say thinking collectively. Collectively, the ideas are are aligned. Mm-hmm. But I still think that there should be an uh, individual level of thinking and processing. Right. And right. then if you're, and then if your level of processing just aligns with a bunch of people, then that's just what it is. But I don't right. ever think that you should just see the collectivists and say, "Oh, well, I'm just going to do what they're doing because they're doing it." Like, yeah, I don't want to be over here by myself looking crazy. Right. Everyone's going to look at me like a weirdo, so I'm just going to do what they're doing. But that's but that's yeah, that's really weird. I had an interesting conversation with my dad the other day, and we were talking about we were talking about businesses and trying to trying to make businesses in such a way, which it, it ought to be done, which is funny because this is the way it came to be. Making businesses for the services of people, to get services to people or product to people. And then through that comes demand and then money comes with that, right? Because you have Mm -hmm. to be reimbursed in order to be able to continue to give the service to people. But at the core of it, the business is to get to the people, to give Mm -hmm. to the people. And that if you don't start a business that way, and it's actually the inverse where all you're thinking about is how much money you can make from the jump, then that's going to be the way that you build the business. Mm -hmm. And then once you build the business and you're done with the infrastructure, you built the business, you've been doing this for a while, it's... Damn near. We we're just talking about it. It's damn near impossible to reverse engineer the making of the business so that it is now we're just worried about getting our product or the service to the people and the money will follow. Right. It's almost it's almost impossible to to in, to invert it after you've already built the infrastructure and been doing it. Because We were talking about some business ideas that we had and making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and it's not just a money grab. Right. And when he said that to me, I started, the very first thing I thought about was America. I was like, I was like, well, the way that I was like, the way that we, a lot of conversations that you hear these days surrounding America and the way things are going seem as though we're talking about something that hasn't really been fostered on caring for the people. Caring about the moods of the people caring about the well-being of people's mental health and all of that like that being the the priority the number one priority it doesn't seem like that's a priority it seems like it's tipped over into capitalism a little too too far and that money economy is the number one priority and if that's the case I ask them well then how do we how do we reverse it how do we reverse engineer it do you feel like we're just fucked as a country yeah. can we can we can we Wait, exactly like can, how can we late? find a way <laughs> right like that's a very interesting question like what is it that has to be done in order for us to get on the right track but i guess that's always what we're trying to figure out as people is like what has to be done in order for us to get on the right track mm-hmm. but it's it's so so difficult. Have you watched the Social Dilemma yet on Netflix? No. You and Antoinette would like it. I, I I promise you, you will like that. It's about social media, phones, technology, captology, taking away all of our, all of our data. One and then just completely putting in, you know, all this data going into the algorithms, and it just churning out all this information we give it. In creating this world around us, and it's slowly narrowing and narrowing our vision until mm. we're living in these small little bubbles and everybody having their own facts. So when mm. people are having arguments with one another, and they're like, well, how could you think this thing? How could you think this thing? The facts are right here. I get hit with it on my feed all day long. How could you possibly think the thing that you're thinking? How could you mm. be on the side that you're on and not on my side? It's right. because you're being hit with your feed in your world because every time you type into Google or type into Instagram or type into Twitter, you're just giving that that intelligence a little bit more to work with, which then churns out what it thinks you ought to be looking at, right. so that so that you stay on your phone longer and you stay on your news feed longer. And you're just Algorithms. Looking. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Right. Yeah. It's just. It's just. That's super weird. So. Upon watching that, that was one of the many things I've watched. Not many things, but one of the couple of things I've watched in the past couple weeks. Upon watching that and thinking and reading that book, Reclaiming Conversation by Sherry Turkle, and having conversations like this with my dad, and thinking about the things that have to take place in order for people to move forward. Right now, it's hard. It's so difficult. When everybody has their own facts. Everybody has their own side of the story. No one's willing to talk to anyone that doesn't agree with them for real, like have a real conversation, not about on Twitter, right? It's just, it's it's wild. And it sometimes to a lot of people doesn't seem so hopeful that things are really gonna get better the way that we've seen them progress over these last few years. Really, since social media has been what it is, and people have become so polarized, but I don't know, I kind of wanted to bring some of this information to you and feel and ask you how you feel about the state of America and the way that you see it because you're on Twitter, so um, so you're getting hit with stuff all the time I mean
1: honestly it's it's sometimes it just seems like a fucking cesspool like I'm on there, and it's really so it's so draining sometimes you know because there's so much crap on there that i'd rather not see you know i find myself muting a lot of words um so that i don't see certain things Mm. um yeah yeah you can do that (laughs) i didn't even know that yeah you can mute words words. so that you so that those words you know never come across your timeline wow again yeah yeah i found myself muting certain words and you know maybe that you know, I, I don't see certain things that might work in my favor. Right. But I know that I'm not going to see the shit that I don't want to see.
0: Mm. But um,
1: it's just it's so it's so wishy washy on there, man. Everybody's got an opinion, um, mm. you know, even if it's unneeded. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, like you said, you want two people to come together and be able to have an open conversation. But there's certain things on there that may be said that don't actually involve a reply. But it's Twitter. People are gonna reply. You know yeah. that's what that's what people do, um, right. and that's how you find all these people. You know, arguing in in the comments. Remember, I told you. You ever see me arguing in somebody's comments? Please take me off. Aren't of you? Me. Oh, okay. take. Oh no, yeah, take me off this earth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. I honestly sometimes I just think like, is it even worth it? Sometimes, and it is. Because Twitter's funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is because it's funny as shit. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's just I don't know, man. There's there's so much going on on there. And you know what I what's it, even though social media has been around for a while, I think people are still getting used to the influx of so much information at once.
0: Of course. You know. Of course. And you see
1: how like certain things are a topic next week is no topic. We're on to the next. You know what right. I'm saying? Um it's it's it could it could be really draining sometimes, and I I I I'd, I'd implore people to take a break if they can.
0: Is that what you <laughs> feel like people should do? Take a take a social media break? Like Absolutely,
1: yeah. That shit is every now and again. Yeah, that shit has got to be healthy. You like you like I feel like you have to do that unless you're like making money on there. I feel right. like you, you got to take a then break from the bullshit. Then that's
0: what you would call a necessary evil. Yes that is exactly what i would call a necessary evil. when i was reading reclaiming conversation there was this there was this page that was super that was just ah it was super discouraging. it just felt really weird. i'm going to have to find that page right now cuz i knew i took a picture of it. let me read this thing. let's see. a robot dog says an older woman won't die suddenly abandon you, and make you feel very sad. Mm -hmm. In our new culture of connection, we are lonely but afraid of intimacy. Fantasies of conversation with artificial beings solve a dilemma. They propose the illusion of companionship without the demands of friendship. Mm -hmm. They allow us to imagine a friction-free version of friendship. (laughs) one whose demands are in our control, perhaps literally. I've said that part of what makes our new technologies of connection so seductive is that they respond to our fantasies, our wishes, that we will always be heard, that we can put our attention wherever we want it to be, and that we will never have to be alone. And of course, they respond to an implied fourth fantasy, that we will never have to be bored. When people voice these fantasies, they are also describing, often without realizing it, a relationship with a robot. The robot would always be at attention, and it would be tolerant of wherever your attention might take you. It certainly wouldn't mind if you interrupted your conversation to answer a text or a call, and it would <laughs> never it would never abandon you. Although there is a question of whether it has ever really if it was ever really there in the first place. As for boredom, Well, it can do its best to make boredom for you a thing of the past. So these are about some of these little robots, these things that they're putting together, They're like robots for, you know, little kids, like Mm. friends for for kids. They don't have to, you know, look it in the eye and really develop empathic neural pathways. Mm. They just talk to this little thing and they use this thing like they would an app which to me only teaches it to use other people like apps, which I think people are already doing now. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to call on you when I want you to work for me and do the thing that I need from you. But mm-hmm. I don't want you to reprimand me or hold me accountable for a lot of the things that fostering a friendship would hold me accountable for. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Remember those, weird uh, those little like gigapixels, was Tam- Tamagotchi? Tamagotchis or whatever. Tamag- something Tamagotchi? like something like that. I'm uh, I don't know. But you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you was like in the around. beginnings. That was yeah. like the beginnings of this. Just having one of those little things, feed it and all that bullshit. Like mm-hmm. that's the that that that's kind of how all this shit kicked off. And that totally makes sense as far as like people wanting to be able to treat other people as if they're like artificial intelligence or some mm-hmm. kind of app. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Because, because, you, because people, because people have anxiety about looking people in the eyes and having yeah. a real face-to-face conversation with them, and they don't want to do that because there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that. Mm-hmm. What if I don't know what to say at the right time? Mm-hmm. Now we're just looking at each other. <laughs> What's gonna? Well, the world's gonna explode. Then, if I just have to look at someone and they're looking at me, then the world has to explode at that point in time, right? Like that's what happens, right? Yeah, people are just. It just it just gets really weird, and it jars their mind up, and they start fucking short circuiting. They don't really know how to yeah. how to handle that.
1: You have to be okay with silence. Like you got to be. You can. There's nothing wrong with that. I will gladly sit in a room with you and be silent.
0: I think that the <laughs> word awkward is um, always put before low for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the case. I've read a book. I think I talked about it on a good here. That
1: is statement there. Because why is it... Why is the
0: law? Why is why it... Why it is it all? Why can't it just be exactly law? <laughs> There's no... People... But again, I think that the way that we teach this information has to be retaught and has to be retaught in a different way. As we grow our lexicon and we start to understand and conceptualize things differently, we have mm-hmm. to go and we re- teach it differently. So when people talk about conversation... It's not just going to be one big ass run-on sentence mm-hmm. where it's just always the most interesting information, and everybody's always engaged, and you always know just the right witty thing to say back that's not that's not real life, yeah, and you and people have to be okay with that, yeah, and so I think that when it comes to listening or just having you know discourse with someone, it's okay for both people to take a break, not necessarily have anything to say in the moment. Process some of the information That's been shared Process some yeah. of the information Sit with your thoughts Take in what's going on around you Because I know this is Giving people anxiety right now Because anytime there's a moment mm-hmm. like that People feel like the very first thing they do Like if there's a law You just go mm-hmm. straight to the phone mm-hmm. Oh no nah, that would just be we, we can't just sit here And just be mm-hmm. Like that's, that's weird as fuck And I understand that sounds Foreign to people Yeah but I love it, man. When I'm hanging out with my family, I like we just sit around and for the most part, people put away their phones. every once in a while people pick them up and you know scroll through something. but it's it's usually never a huge hindrance to the conversation as a whole. Mm-hmm. right You know, every once in a while there's that hold on wait, what'd you say, wait, what are y'all talking about? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you kind of got to recap people on what the fuck was just said in the last couple minutes. But for the yeah. most part, we have really just very rich conversations that go all different sorts of ways. And I just see that being lost in people our age and definitely younger. Yeah, Not everybody, clearly, but the, but for the most part, it's just it's really weird. It is. Really, it's just weird. It's eerie, man.
1: It is. And, the Social just, Dilemma. As- go
0: watch it, guys.
1: Is, oh, is, this, is that is that relevant to what you have just been talking about? The social dilemma, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. relevant to the. Okay, is it a show or a series?
0: It is. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Just is a, it a movie a,
1: or a series?
0: It's. You know what's actually really cool about. I'm glad you asked me that. It's. I don't even. I don't know if there's a name for this because I don't know if I've ever seen it before. i would call it a docu movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you okay, yeah, yeah, like there there are scenes to a movie and they cut it up, but in between that they have a documentary going on yeah they have like these two spectrums, yeah these, yeah, two, I got you. these two these two stratums yeah pretty much it's pretty cool I got you so you can follow it correctly if you don't quite <laughs> understand what all these super smart ass people are talking about in the documentary part, even though you should because they do a pretty good job of relaying it in lay terms for people. Uh-huh then you just watch the movie as it sort of goes along and you completely get it. They did a really, really good fucking job with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. Crazy. State, state, (laughs) state State of mind for people. Because what it comes down to, and this is something my aunt and I were talking about, is when all this stuff, and this is something I've been thinking about for years, man. Years, and I've tried to have these small little conversations with my friends every now and again. When the outside world Everything external we can touch We can grab and we can drink and smoke And fuck doesn't fulfill us Then what That's always been That's been my thing for a long time like when, you, when you've when you exhausted yourself Drinking as much alcohol as you can Smoking as much weed, doing as much drugs as you can Fucking as many people as you possibly can get your hand on Doing all these different things And that shit doesn't fulfill you Then what
1: Where does the happiness come from What else? That's is, what I'm saying What do you do
0: and that's why we have these meditation sessions on here and we have these sorts of talks because that's something I've been invested in for a very long time. Is Where, where can you truly drive derive some some real happiness and not even just happiness, but I should say something better than happiness, because happiness is just sort of like a, an ephemeral state. I should say a gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Just just yeah, just just gratitude. Where can you derive real gratitude and meaning? That's yeah. that's what I think is worth chasing. That's what I think is worth going after. Yeah, because once you once you've purchased a bunch of stuff, I just learned what retail therapy was. I didn't know that was a real thing. I didn't. It, it never applied really? to me. I never felt that. I never had that. I yeah, ran into you those don't other don't things. Like things. Yeah, exactly. I ran into all those other things I just named. But as far as just like buying things to make myself feel better, I thought that that was very interesting. I had never thought about that. To just go. And people just go to them all and just like purchase something. It's like, oh yeah, oh got that. Oh yeah, I oh, got that. Oh yeah, like, and it brings some, <laughs> some degree, some iota of solace to your being just to purchase that thing. But it's, but that's so fleeting. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That that those ebbs and flows are so rapid. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Because once you purchase that, like that shit is done all in a in a credit card swipe, right. It's just like you go and you get it from the rack and you bring it over and you're like, yeah, and then you swipe and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you maybe, maybe, maybe it lasts while you're walking around the mall or whatever with the stuff. Mm. And here's the thing, what if you're not even walking around the mall? What if you wanted you're just doing it new ways and you're just online? How long does that last? At least if you're walking around the wall, you're walking around the mall, you got maybe you got done up, you, you know what I mean? You're you're super fresh because you went to the mall, so you decided to get super fresh. So you're at the mall, you're looking good, you're walking got around your with nice bags. Yeah, nice bite to eat. You maybe with your friends, you're carrying bag to make you feel wealthy and important because you have things in your hand. Mm-hmm. You can buy things, and now maybe other people are looking at you and like, oh, he got money. He can buy things. Maybe I, I guess that's a little bit of what it is you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Social acceptance as well, because people see that you have the power to materialize things. Mm-hmm. Just it's all just very weird. I just I just I just have to ask myself why I'm doing things. I just like to be mindful. And ask yeah. myself why I'm doing things. And and as if, one, and if, and if that is just temporary.
1: As one who enjoys a nice shopping trip, I can totally yeah. understand that. I don't necessarily want to shop because it makes me feel better. I
0: just right. like to buy stuff for myself and other people. To be honest with you, you just. All right, what does that mean, though? You like to buy things for yourself. What does that mean?
1: Uh I don't know. I just just. The acqu- just acquiring things for myself. Yeah, just, that's, just yeah. I
0: think that's I think we're talking about the same thing. Just so? just the act of acquisition in itself. So so not so. You're saying that that's the difference
1: between what I'm talking about and just buying things because I need them.
0: Well, yeah. If you need, first of all, I mean, Earl, need, need is a very specific buy? question because you need food, you right. need shelter, you need some clothes <laughs> like there's certain things that you actually need and then of course if you you know if we're talking about quality of life and something that just truly fills you with joy is going fishing so you mm. want to make fishing great so you go out and you buy fishing gear things like that but i but there's definitely a place that people go that gets dark mm. when it's just i'm purchasing this for i don't know why I'm oh. just purchasing this because I I'll probably never wear this. I've seen plenty of wardrobes like that. It was just oh half the wardrobe. Oh no, nah, taxelone. I ain't never I ain't never wear. Well, I don't know I, if I'm ever I gonna can, wear it.
1: I can totally believe that. But I don't necessarily think that just because I go and acquire something that I don't necessarily need, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I'm in a dark
0: place. What, when, well, when No, 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 no. Again, like I said, I think that there is a place that people go. But what right. I would say is I think that it may be a mindless purchase. I'd say that I would have to ask you why you're... See, but this is this is where money management comes in. I'm sure your girl bees knows all about this. <laughs> yeah. Just knows about just financial literacy and, and what right. we should and should not be buying. Because a lot of right. times when people say, oh, I'm in a hole, I don't got money. This and that. I need this. I need a new job. I need it. It's like no, your costs are some bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you had a, if you had somebody a real like money manager or a mm-hmm. financial advisor, or somebody that could truly teach you how to move money and what it is you're doing and what it is you're spending, you you would you would have had thousands upon thousands of more dollars if you didn't just go des- decide to buy things. Whether you say you're in a dark space or not, whether you're just gonna go buy things just to acquire it. You could have, you could have been had money backed up for the year 2020 that hit you, mm. or whatever it is. When we know motherfuckers that went crazy when those checks started hitting, when yeah. unemployment started hitting crazy, when the stimulus check started hitting crazy, people went out started buying shoes, games, all sorts of wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we cannot pass that off as as smart spending. As, no, as, I'm not. As, sure. as, I'm not as smart that.
1: consumerism. I mean, you're talking to somebody that only shops maybe, like, twice a year. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I just want us to use the
0: right verbiage here and make sure that people understand that there is... At the end of the day, can you tell someone else to do with their money? I know, not really, unless they ask you. Mm -hmm. They're going to do whatever it is with the money that they earn that they're going to do. And same Mm -hmm. same as you and me, right? Right. But... That doesn't mean that there can't ha- be a real solid analytical discussion about what is possibly detrimental or beneficial to any one individual within their purchases. Mm-hmm. That, and that's just and that's just that's just real. That's just what yeah. it is. It's well, like I you understand. over here worried about these bills and you're living check to check. But when those when those when the Trump check came. <laughs> And those unemployment checks were hitting your shit, you were going off and buying this, that, and the third. And those people can easily say, I wasn't in a dark place. I just wanted to buy these things because I like to acquire them. It's like, okay, that's cool. But now where are you at? So that's what it is. So maybe maybe you're not in a dark maybe you're not in a dark place. Maybe you're not aware of being in a dark place. Dark place doesn't necessarily mean that you just ready to slit your throat. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what dark place always means. It just means that maybe Maybe the darkness could just be you being blind. It could be you being you having a huge blind spot and not even understanding and being able to process the the void or the sadness or the depression or whatever it is the the feeling of lacking inside that is causing you to make these decisions and try to acquire all these things externally to try to fill that void. That could be the darkness, the 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 blind spot to it.
1: Okay, no, I understand. These are just these are just ideas. I understand that um but yeah as like i said as someone who only shops but a couple of times a year i, right. I do it when i have the money i would never spend my money
0: on yeah.
1: bullshit before my livelihood you know is, is well
0: well i well
1: i know that about but i
0: can't speak yeah. i can't yeah. speak for anyone else nah. <laughs> nah, nah 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 yeah but it's but again all that yeah it just goes back to again just a, a lack of under a lack of understanding oneself. And I yeah. don't think that and I don't think that going back to you know the state of America, the, the state of us or our minds inside of America, I don't mm-hmm. think that we're incentivized to try to find ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: think that we're incentivized to try to figure out what's going on inside emotionally. I don't I don't I don't think so and get and get better bearings on on our lives i I don't think that that's what's incentivized i don't i think what's incentivized is get out here and buy this stuff and if you don't you're not nearly as cool as your neighbor ouch i think that that's i think that that's what's being pushed at us and i'm not somebody that's completely against capitalism i'm not if anybody's thinking that that's not the case i just think that there has to be a balance that's all i just think there has to be awareness that that's even a thing that's happening
1: you know what i think um as far as that, like, you just said something that kind of sparked an idea in my mind, that whole being cool shit. Mm. Like people got to with the Joneses. Yeah, people gotta get to a point where like impressing other people is no longer a thing for them. There should be only but a couple of people in your life that you feel like you need to impress. You know
0: mm. what I'm saying?
1: Whether you're talking about someone you're dating or your wife or your fiance. You know, right. like I I, want to I want to impress my son. You know what I'm saying? I right. want him I want him to take impressions from me and know that, you know, I'm doing things that I'm supposed to do. I want to impress him in that aspect. But mm-hmm. that whole like being cool shit, like I don't buy <laughs> the shit that I have because I want to look cool. I buy it yeah. because I think it's cool and I mm-hmm. think it's going to do this or that for me. Um, I, I just think that that's, such, that's some high school shit. And sadly, a lot of people haven't grown out of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think so
0: that, I think that's also a slippery slope because. Get being able to impress people could be could be your way out of the slums, be, you know what I mean, so to speak, being able to impress people, especially in this, this digital age we live in now, could be your way to get to that. That acting gig that we were talking about.
1: Well, like I said, if it's if it's if it's if it's if it's, if it's running
0: you a check, right? I feel differently about it. Oh, okay, but that's that's, if, if you, that's that's where you draw the line. If it's drawing you, if but if see that's running. the thing. Some people may feel like they're on their way to getting that check if they can impress enough people on the way. They're like, I ain't get the check yet, but if I continue to look cool and impress people, at some point, mm. these opportunities or that check is going to find its way to me. So pretty much all I'm saying is that I just feel like people, people, people are, they're working towards getting to that place where it's going to get, it's going to cut them a check. And if they feel like they have to sacrifice whatever the fuck it is they look like or their dignity in the moment for it, then that's exactly what it is we're going to do. And I can substantiate that claim by looking up most of any clout chasing video that we've had in the past year. Or two or three. Yeah, no, you're
1: right. <laughs> you're right. Um, I guess there's ways to go about it in which you don't look like a whole fucking clown. <laughs> a lot of people just be living like clowns.
0: <laughs> that is a fact. So, I feel I feel like I feel I really like I, feel like, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I feel yeah, like we've yeah. covered a lot of ground. This is taking a lot of turns. This is a type of the, this is one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast. The other one was like, you know, therapy I've talked about. The other one was mm, you know, we we started doing this and there was just other people that seemed to enjoy it. So then that only yeah. you know fueled the fire. But on top of that, it's just this is the sort of conversation that we're talking about and that Sherry Turkle's talking about and reclaiming conversation. This is the sort of conversation that a lot of people are missing, which is just engaged conversation. We talk about all different sorts of wild shit. Some of it's very deep, some of it's very analytical, there are all different sorts of scenarios. We're talking about people going to jail wrongfully. We're talking about the state of the of just met the mental state of Americans throughout. I mean, definitely COVID, but yeah. there and beyond. And we're just talking about all different social of stuff. We're talking about Christmas gifts, but all of it is just engaged. And this is the sort of conversation people are missing because this is this is how real conversation goes. It un- it unfurls, it- and you Absolutely. learn so much more about yourself and about other people. But I also think that that's a huge and we can get in that another time, but I also think that that's a huge thing and why people are afraid of having conversation. When you look at people in their eyes and you have face-to-face conversation, you reveal a whole lot of yourself to not only the other person, but to yourself as well. And I think that that can be very scary for a lot of people as well because you don't know what you might – you don't know what you might find. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Because yeah. you're constantly having yeah, your ideas looking- challenged, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And like I guess it depends on, you know, who you're speaking with as well. You know what I'm saying? Some people may have this kind of
0: inferiority
1: complex where they feel like they can't be around certain people. Oh God. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah, then you get some folks where, you know, they, they might feel the complete opposite, you know, talking to someone who they feel like is more inferior to them.
0: Mm. Inferior. Inferiority complex. Met- yeah, no, 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 no. Mentally you yeah, know, no, no, no. I know, I know. Or just, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know. I've definitely had, <laughs> I've had very many conversations, and some actually quite recently. Now that you say that, where the conversation comes up, and they start defending themselves before we even get into the conversation, they start defending their masculinity or whatever it is. <laughs> like, I didn't even, I didn't even ask you about any of that. You're like, yeah, but I'm just letting you know, though, just just in case. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah, all right, that's fine. So, yeah, it always, it's usually, always a place of hurt. But anyway, what are you? What are you? What are your last words for the people, man? Unless you have something else you wanted to talk about, of course. Nah, I'm good to go, man. What What do
1: you um, got? My last words for the people is kind of just gonna just jump on the back of what you were just saying. Don't be afraid of a little bit of human interaction. <laughs> I Promise you that you can learn a lot about a person. It doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Just don't be afraid of a little bit. Human interaction. Don't let that type of uh, that type of interaction become lost amongst us all. Yeah. You know, don't let don't have don't have me and Earl up in here trying to save human interaction for our species. All right, get out there, talk to some people.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, uh, follow us at ALW Pod on instagram if you would like for us to be some of the people that you feel comfortable talking with we i'll talk to you <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely I'll world. definitely I'll have a whole conversation with you I, I don't care which one of y'all it is I'll promise you I'll sit down and, and, have, and have a whole conversation with you we we'll talk about whatever do it now while I was do do it now while was while was re- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> all right man that's 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 <laughs> it from us we out of here Uh. Peace.